I used to think that goals are, first of all, they have to be like, you know, uh, challenging goals, you know, like set the bar high, gotta shoot for the moon kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and also like follow, you know, all those smart sort of stuff about goals. But also, they have to be met. These goals have to be met. Mm. And when I don't meet them, oh my God, I feel so bad. I feel depressed. I berate myself. I scold myself. I ding myself with the head. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, my friends. I am so excited to be doing something a little bit different today. Very excited. I have my friend Lou Glazer on a call with me right now. And we're not going to do a regular format of my podcast. We are just going to have a conversation. And so I want to take a moment to introduce you to Lou Glazer if you have not heard her on previous podcast episodes before. Lou Blazer is the writer and publisher of Midlife Cues, and she is also the host of a fantastic podcast, which is how I originally met her, uh, which is called Second Breaks. And we have been friends, gosh, Lou, for how long now? How old is your podcast? Mm, Right? Um, Because you were guest number two on my podcast, episode three. And uh, that would have been June of 2020. So there you go. There you go. Wow. It feels longer though. It does. And we've met only once in real life, but we did get to yes. meet in real life, yeah. which is really cool. So up to then, up to up to this September, you were my virtual friend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So so Lou and I are are playing a little game going into the 2023. We're sitting here and it's November 29th of 2022. Um, This podcast episode is coming out in my first one of January for 2023. And we're having a little experiment. We're going to be on each other's podcast for the plan is quarterly. Yes. Right. And we're just yes. going to talk about topics <laughs> that are hopefully interesting to our listeners. This is starting to feel like a Seinfeld episode, Lou. <laughs> it's a show about nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, first of all, to the late bloomers out there, Happy New Year. Happy New this Year. Is January, right? This is exactly. going out to Happy New Year. Yeah. And I'm so happy to be in your ears on Yvonne's podcast. So thank you. Thank you for having me over in your living room. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So cool. So I real quick, Lou, I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm. I want you to tell people a little bit more about midlife cues. I am an I read it every week. It lands in my inbox. I love it. I want you to to what's what's your reason for midlife cues? What what is your big drive for doing that? And what are you trying Ooh. to do with it? 
So sometimes the, the short story is that I had to do something in and around 2020, right around the middle of the pandemic. Um, there was a big change that was happening in my life and I had to do something that was not going to require me to show up in a particular state of mind. Let me just say that so that it, people don't think that I'm talking weirdly. I was going to move to temporarily relocate to the Philippines to be with my mom who had dementia. And I had no idea what kind of situation I was going to be around. I didn't know if it was going to be depressing or anything like that. So I felt like I didn't want to be uh, needing to show up to the work with clients, for example, that would require me to be in some kind of an emotional sort of state mm -hmm. because I wasn't sure what kind of environment I was going to be in. So I leaned in on my love for research and writing at that point in time because I felt like writing is something we can do anytime, anywhere, however, mood, like actually sadness and writing go hand in hand, right? So they say. So I was like, I'm going to lean into my research, love of research and love of rabbit holes and love of writing. And what do I want to talk about? Well, I what do I want to research and what do I want to talk about or write about? Well, midlife, this season of our lives, because I've been researching about it anyway. And so that's kind of what I played around with in 2020, not realizing that it was going to turn into something more uh, shall we say formal, like a newsletter midlife news. I thought I was just, you know, researching and writing about this. And then in the beginning of 2021, I went full in and I'm like, you know what? I'm getting a lot of positive feedback and positive reactions about the topics that I'm writing about. So I'm going to make it uh, a formal sort of uh, thing. And so I burst midlife cues in 2021. And it's a newsletter about midlife, but very specifically about intentional living and personal growth in midlife. And I write it for anybody who um, self-identifies as a midlifer, however age, whatever age you're in. Yeah. And thank you for it because your love of rabbit holes, we, we share <laughs> that. And uh, getting those dropped into my inbox on Sundays. I always look forward to it because you've got, you, you cite all the, you find all these articles and you, and then you go a little bit deeper and talking about the articles that you found and there's throwback things that you do looking mm -hmm. back, you know, on, on Gen X type remembrances. Right, and, exactly. And, and you always keep me thinking about topics for my podcast and mm -hmm. for what I'm doing and it oh, that's awesome oh yeah it totally feeds in to to my yeah. thought process for you know what are people dealing with at this point in their lives and yeah. uh, I don't know if I've ever told you that before but I, it, no I did not thank you so much I it's so well I'm so happy that, you know, you are a regular reader. Thank you so much. And I know you share it. Sometimes I see you sharing it on social media. So thank you so much. And thank you for letting me know about that, because I didn't know that that's, you know, one of the use cases of, of the newsletter. So I'm so happy to hear that. But um, uh, I know we're going to talk about our sort of like the kind of 
towards the year end and kind of what we do around the year end to review our stuff and to prepare for next year. But I thought, I didn't think that I was going to say this when I was thinking about what we're going to talk about, but just because of the way that I found my way to midlife cues was accidental. Like I said, I was, it wasn't like a plan. This is what I'm going to do. It was more like, I can't, I'm going into a situation that I wasn't uh, entirely sure about the environment that I was going to find when I find myself there. And so um, I wanted to do something that would still keep my, my brain active and me active and engaged. And yet I found something that was very meaningful for me and for the people who get it. So sometimes we stumble upon new paths without planning for it. Just go with the flow for the new year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, a. I mean, ideally, I feel like I kind of wish that for everybody yeah, that, right? you know, you start down a path and, oh, I was reading... I, I posted something the other day that was a photo that was taken of Robin Williams. Hmm. I don't know if you saw this, but it's a photo of him in a very posh hotel and he's reading a newspaper. He's got one leg crossed over the other and he's kind of just paying attention to what he's reading. And uh, right next to him is a chambermaid for the hotel hanging from a chandelier with her legs kind of, and, and she's, and she's like a middle-aged, you know, regular looking lady uh, hanging from the chandelier in the in the hotel room. And so the whole backstory behind that was that the photographer had a plan for him to be hanging from the chandelier because uh, because he's funny and that yeah. would be funny. Right. And that's so, the kind of thing he would do. <laughs> right. And so they they went to a lot of expense and effort and rigged the chandelier. So like rigged a chandelier in the hotel room to be able to hold the weight. So right. there was a lot of expense and planning that went into this photo shoot only to find out he I don't think he knew any of the plans for this he, to find out that he had just had s surgery on his shoulder oh no and there was going to oh. be no hanging from chandeliers for Robin Williams that day <laughs> so, so it was like oh geez okay that's not going to happen but we what do we what, what do we do what, now? Right? right? What do we do now? And so this was the the thing that they came up with. Was, oh, that is perfect. Um, isn't that genius? And I and that was the first thing yeah. that struck me was the idea of how we make plans. You know, they say you, you if you want to make God God laugh, make plans, right? Yes. So we make plans and we have an idea about how things are going to go and how we want them to go. And then, nope. We're going to nope. have to take a little left turn here, kiddos. Exactly. <laughs> and and then how do you deal with that? And then exactly looking at the photo, I was like, the photo is wonderful. It's it, and never would have happened. Right. Can you imagine? And people, if I didn't hear about that background, I might have thought that that was the plan. Sure. All along. Right. Life it is what happens when idea. you're making yes. other plans. Exactly. How many other, how many others like <laughs> Quotes can I come up totally. with? Here? Exactly. 
and sometimes, you know, like in my case, it was a pleasant surprise, one that I didn't anticipate. But at the same time, I was asked this question very recently is like the marriage of passion, you know, that whole thing about do your passion and do your, you know, passion. And he, he was talking about the marriage of basically he was saying he doesn't believe entirely with following your passion. What he believes in is marrying your passion with your talent. And he was asking me whether, you know, when I came up with midlife cues, whether this was what I was thinking about was marrying my marriage with my talent. I was like, no, I was not thinking about that. I was thinking about, I was going to be with my mom who has, who had dementia. I didn't know what, you know, what, how, how it's going to affect me emotionally. Mm -hmm. So I needed to be doing something that didn't require me to be emotionally stable. That was what I was thinking. <laughs> the plan that was going to allow for the bandwidth that was going to be available to you, which you had no idea what that bandwidth exactly. was. So it was like, let's, let's back off. And, and so the, the if remind me you had the podcast going did you plan to stop the podcast and take a break from it just to give yourself that room as well because i know you kept going with it but you've yeah. you've changed the frequency of your podcast right that's and what i did I basically i basically i always took off during the couple of weeks around the holidays but what i did was i uh, uh took a longer break between seasons and I switched to every other week to, again, to to give me a little bit of bandwidth because that's the other thing I think that ties into our conversation about, you know, how we're planning for the new year, because I think we have a tendency to just like, oh, what are the things I want to do? What are the things I want to do next? Because, you know, we're excited, right? What are the things we're going to do? Um, and then we end up with a long list of what are the things we want to do or big projects, um, exciting projects, but then I don't know what, what you do, but like I tend to forget my capacity and bandwidth when I look at this list. All I th keep thinking about is how exciting everything is, is on this list. Then I don't ask, do I actually have the bandwidth to do this? Do I right. have the capacity to do this? Time, energy, emotional bandwidth, resources, money sometimes, right? Yeah. I don't don't always ask those things. And so the last couple of years, especially since, you know, I've had to I decided to to do this, to be with mom, I had to like ask myself those questions because I don't I, you know, I didn't know what kind of capacity or bandwidth I was going to be in. Do you do you do do you ask yourself that when you plan for your? I'm year? learning to do that. I will say, I will say, I'm gonna. I want to pat you on the back if I could pat you through the zoom, uh, <laughs> through the zoom camera here. Um, but I think that as it, it it's the argument for how our brains work when we're older, that hmm. we have been around the block. Mm -hmm. We, and we, I think are probably a little more familiar with our ups and downs. And I think we get smarter about planning for yes. contingencies. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. so that, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm getting better at it, at, at going, okay, am I going to be able to, to do that? So that the excitement of the project doesn't turn into heaviness of, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Yes. Right? I'm, I'm failing and I can't, 
get this done. And then it all feels heavy and right. So that's that. I heard someone, I like that. Um, I heard someone say that the first thing they do when they plan for the new year is put in all their planned vacations and planned day offs. I was like, oh, I don't, because I don't do that. Usually I fill in my calendar first with like all the things I want to do and have to do. And then I look for the, uh, for the gaps. Right. Yeah. I think most people probably do that. Most people, I love that idea. Oh my gosh. Put in the time (laughs) you're going to take off and then go back. (gasps) Right. Yeah. That wow. is awesome. <laughs> I think my, my head popped off my shoulders or something. What a cool idea is that? Plan for the joyful, not to say that our projects aren't joyful, but you know what I mean? Like plan for those, like put those in there first. Yeah. Well, okay. So we're, rest. we're lucky. Like you said, plan, we're, we're lucky. We have, we have joyful plans, right? Yes. We, 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 so, so we have a certain amount of privilege that allows us to be doing a newsletter and a podcast and, mm-hmm. and, and such. But the trick is, is not to have it go from feeling like I get to do this to I have to Ooh, do this. Yes. Right. True. And that line, it can easily cross over. So right? quick. So <laughs> quick. <laughs> there are days that I really do have to get kind of like tap myself and go, Mm-mm. it's not that you have to do this. You get to do this. You get to do this, right. You get yeah. to do this. This is right. like, this is awesome, yeah. you know? Yeah. And when I'm and able I- to shift my brain over to that, uh, ten, nine times out of 10, I'm like, oh, okay, right. That's right. right. You know, I used to think that those kinds of things, because um, I used to think those are just semantics, but actually, I know I can feel it in my body when I say I have to do something versus I get to do. I could feel the the energy shift. So it's not just words. It's not just semantics. It yeah. actually is doing something in there. It really does. It changes something, right? It, it changes. Yeah. So the words that we use. Yeah. Totally important. <laughs> Big time. It took me a long time to learn that. Going back to what you said about, you know, as we get older, we also, um, for most of us, for hopefully most of us get wiser (laughs) and learning from from our own experiences. But yeah, it took me a while to get there, but I got there. But I'm careful about the words that I use, being deliberate about, especially when I talk to myself kind of thing. Yeah. So do you have um do you have a goal setting process? Okay, let's let's just get this out of the way. It's you know, January. you were going to tell people that we always have a problem talking for 30 minutes, remember? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's that wasn't gonna happen, was it? <laughs> but to the late bloomers out there, we are trying. We are going to try very hard to keep this short. That's right. Trying very We're hard. Trying. We're trying. And so I'm going to open up a whole other big old can of worms. If I or should I? I, no, I was, go ahead. I was trying to do it. Yeah. You, you know, we we have this. It's January, and and all of us feel so obligated to to you know set resolutions or yes. or or goals for the year, even though it's arbitrarily, you know. Mm-hmm. Never with the first of the year. 
I definitely still feel the pressure for for goal setting and 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 looking back on the past year, reflecting different things like that. Is there? Do you have a process that you use? I do. I I end up so I tend to be a little bit uh, nerdy and structured about these things, and I. I think it's coming from my background because I used to be in corporate America forever. And in corporate America, especially the company that I used to work with, a very structured process for these kinds of things. And I was with them for many, many, many years. And so I think it's just in my DNA. So I just, my body just like, it's December. You got to do a year in review. You know, <laughs> you got to do some kind of planning. It's just in there. So, um, and so I do a structured process, you know, less structured, obviously, than what I used to do when I was in corporate America. I've changed quite a bit, but I still do. I sit down and and do a like a year end review, like the the year that's this twenty twenty two that's about that's ending. How did I do? You know what happened? I've done some bits of changes to that um, review process. I've learned how to be kinder to myself especially for the goals that I didn't meet <laughs> or targets that I didn't meet. That was mm-hmm. one thing. Um, but, oh, I, I'm going to tell you something about the goals too, but first the process. So yeah, I do that. And then I do a year end, uh, a year end review. And then I, I do like a, a planning for the year type thing for the new year. Are and there I get particular very excited questions that you ask yourself for your year end review? Yeah, I, I do. So one of the things that I learned, and I don't know, I tend to forget, and and this has nothing to do with old age. <laughs> Even when I was in my 20s, this happened. In December, I tend to forget all the things that I've done or accomplished in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And so what I learned is I, I forget who 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 said this, and I, I adopted her practice. But for the last three years or so, throughout the year, every month end, I write down what I achieved that month. And it doesn't have to be huge. It could just be, I consistently published midlife cues this month, every Sunday, or I consistently released second breaks episode. It doesn't have yes, to be like Yes, because we massive. take it for granted, don't we? Right. We take it for granted that something that is uh, an act, an action that we expect of ourselves, we, we take it for granted and we right. don't look at that as an actual achievement. Achievement, when it actually does, or like even stuff like I met my financial budget. They, like if I wanted to, like there are months where, for example, I was traveling to the US. So the months before I was trying to, to tighten the belt a little bit because I knew I was going to spend more money in the US. So I met my budget for that month. I didn't spend over that budget. So I, I wrote those things every month so that when December comes, it's easier to reflect on my achievements and it's easier to celebrate and it's easier to pat myself on the back because it used to be an ordeal, uh, you know, figuring out what to celebrate because I I tended to just think of the big things. You mm-hmm. know, whereas we like to, you know, we forget the small things. So that's, that's one of the things that I've done the last three, four years that have made such a, an improvement in my year end process, um, particularly, oh, and I wanted to say, and then I want you to talk about your stuff too, because I'm curious. But the one thing about goals is that I used to think that goals are, first of all, they have to be like, um, 
you know, uh, challenging goals, you know, like set the bar high, gotta shoot for the moon kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and also like follow, you know, all those smart sort of stuff about goals, but also um, they have to be met. These goals have to be met. Mm. And when I don't meet them, oh my God, I feel so bad. I feel depressed. I berate myself. I scold myself. I ding myself with the head. And then a few years ago, Tara McMullen, who you and I both know her. I, yes, I was going to talk about this too, Lou. Yeah, she go, said go, something go. that had yes. stuck in my brain. And she said, goals, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exact words, but basically the gist of it is that goal. we set goals to change our behavior. Mm. So when, as soon as she said that, I'm like, oh my God, that is true. Because for example, let's say, I, my goal is to lose 20 pounds. So in before my thing was, okay, I'm going to fixate on the 20 pounds. And um, if I don't lose the 20 pounds, then I am upset with myself and all that kinds of stuff. But rather he says, she said, you set goals to change your behavior. So the thing was to lose 20 pounds meant I would be more disciplined about what I eat. I would cut down on the sugar I would it's those behavior changes Mm -hmm. that I should celebrate and that's the point of setting goals and when she said that I was like that is such a big (laughs) and that changed my goal setting process from that point on you know what what else was part of her and it's so funny because I was totally going to talk about Tara McMullen as well um what I loved what she did with us one year was talking about embracing uncertainty and the, you know, the fact that the future is always uncertain, we're setting our goals, but the future is uncertain. So th- the idea of, of making plans and taking steps towards those plans with the knowledge that you're going to have to adjust as you go forward. Mm-hmm. And instead of focusing on the result of the 20 pounds, let's say, mm-hmm. focus on the commitment to taking the actions mm. instead of this setting a goal that has like a randomly assigned outcome of the 20 <laughs> pounds, you know, like just committing to the goal is the action. Yes. Right. Which like exactly. that, that goes into, you mentioned smart goals, I think a second ago. Yeah. And I was thinking about those. So, okay. So smart goals, what are they? They're I'm, I'm looking at my notes, specific, specific. measurable, mm-hmm. achievable, relevant, and timely. So, you, right. Yes. So you've got this, this, um, if you're going to do, let's say the losing weight thing, you make a goal out of losing weight, you decide I'm going to lose 20 pounds in yes. three months, right? It's specific, measurable, attainable, and time bound. Cause you've got mm-hmm. all those elements, right. But is it relevant? Right. Because like, is that a smart goal or a smack goal? Because what, <laughs> right, right? I love that. Like, what does 20 pounds really do for you? Right. It, and why are you picking that random number? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I re- last year, I read this other idea, which I thought was really such a cool approach to it. And I, who can I give credit to on this? I'm looking at my notes again. And I'm probably butchering her name, Anne Laure Anne Lacombe. 
She has yes, a, I know her. She's the Nest Labs, Nest Labs person. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, she was talking about having like if you've got several one or more ambitious goals, like if you want to learn a language or write a book, um, grow a newsletter, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, you could make a pact instead of setting smart goals. And the pact, the difference with the pact is that it stands for purposeful, actionable, continuous, and trackable. And so it starts with, what I love about it is it starts with purpose. Right. That starts with looking at why- Say that again, purpose? Purposeful, actionable, Mm -hmm. continuous, and trackable. Continuous, that is interesting. So continuous, repeatable action is part of it, right? So you've got purpose first, then action, and then it's continuous action. It's like, so, so like you said, you celebrate at the end of the month, um, when you're, when you're looking at that, you know, going back and tracking what you achieved that month, you produced your podcast Mm -hmm. as you planned. So that is action that is continuous and trackable, right? That's right. And it has a purpose. So do you, do you set goals for, because you have two businesses, yeah. Do you set do you set a specific goal for the photography business and then a separate goal for the midlife uprising and then a separate goal for the family? Like how do you you categorize? Do you get yeah. very nerdy about your goals? <laughs> yeah, and I I'll tell you right now like I I hardly ever reach my real goals. <laughs> I don't I don't ever reach my goals cuz I cuz I set goals especially when I'm arbitrarily picking like the 20 pounds or let's say let's say an income number that I want to set I I, I'm not making those goals but what I am doing when I if I'm looking at the packed version of this then I'm like yep I did it I produced my podcast like I said I was going to this year yeah right um I take one of the things I set up last year was that I was going to try to grow my audience by taking action every day Mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And I will say, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I made that happen. Like I, through social media or through producing the podcast or through, um, mm-hmm. you know, all the little steps that go into, to doing it and, and trying to be thoughtful about it and spending time in clubhouse talking and hosting mm-hmm. rooms and being a podcast guest and all the different things. Like all of those are actions that I took to mm-hmm help grow the audience and help spread the message. Even more importantly, it's not even so much about growing the audience. It is, how can I get this message out there? Right. You know, you know, this is the point where I still continue to have a challenge with, because let's say, let's say, cause we're both podcasters. So we probably have a common goal that to grow our audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to your point, I love all the stuff that you said about the actionable stuff that you can do to help grow the audience, which is the action that we can measure, you know, and, and we could say, did I do those things where I have a challenge with still is that I still get fixated with the number. Yeah. So yeah, so I I would go, yes, I do the A, B, C, D, E, 
but then I didn't really get the million downloads. Boo! You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a challenge I continue to have. So I'm glad you talked about that because yeah. maybe maybe this year I won't set up a number goal. I don't know. Do you set like do you? But you do set revenue goals. You do. Do you do set number goals? I do still set them, but I set them more like a you know. Well, let's throw a number out there. A wouldn't it be yes. it's almost like a wouldn't it be nice number you know gotcha wouldn't it be nice right. if right you know yeah and then i i do what i do and i do what i can do let's put it that way got it what, what am i actually capable of doing right and then right. i try to stretch my idea of what i am what i think i'm capable of doing i try mm -hmm. to stretch mm -hmm. that yeah and challenge myself so that it's not just stuff I feel comfortable with, you know? Right. Right. But, but oh. there's some, the, there's, because I have come to decide that I love doing this work and yeah. I love, I, I, I have a big goal for reaching people and wanting to get the message out, but selfishly the personal growth that I'm getting out of doing this probably yes. out, strips whatever yeah. impact I'm having mm -hmm. greatly, you know, mm -hmm. and I look at the benefits of it and I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I started this podcast. You know, I met yeah. you. Exactly. You know? Totally. Right. And all you're not the, the only friend I've met doing mm -hmm. like the only friend I've made that's, I have a new friend in midlife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's rare. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my gosh, Lou is a buddy now, you know? And we I'm were talking about this um, a, a little bit, uh, a, a little bit unrelated to the goal setting thing, but you said, right at the beginning of this conversation, we said it's only been like two and a half years or two years or whatever, because it's however long, however old your podcast is. But we feel like we've known each other for a long time. But I think I have a theory. I think it's because how we met is through the podcast wherein we talk about real things we don't talk about superficial what's the weather type conversations our conversations are always deeper and you know because podcast you're always talking about a topic right right yeah. and so we fell into the habit it's almost like we skipped all the superficial level conversations do you know right. what I mean yes yes <laughs> that's why it feels like it feels like we've been friends forever because we've gotten there already we're yeah. there yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's so true that is so true wow I wish that all the midlife relationships is that we have but it's not going to be like that because the context by which we we meet people are different obviously um but speaking of goals that that continues to be for for the last two years now it's been one of my goals is to um build new relationships nurture relationships that have that are important to me and also build new relationships um and as an introvert that's a new thing added to my goals. I didn't used to have that as a goal. Me um, too. Me but too. now it's it's there. <laughs> yeah, it it is. Uh, that has been another benefit of doing the podcast is that I'm I'm 
an ambivert, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, because I have a lot of introvert qualities and need a lot of recharging time after mm-hmm. big social events and things like that. But, um, but I do love to be with people as mm-hmm. well, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's a funny thing, but yeah, doing the podcast has, has made me realize how much I, I love that connection and because it it is instant in a way, um, getting on a conversation on a phone call with somebody for an interview and just getting right into it. Yes. Like talking right. about things that I love and I feel are important and I'm asking about them and their backstory and their life and boom, it's like, you know, cutting through all the the small talk and the different things that my introvert right. self hates you know <laughs> exactly exactly the the it, like the dating the first date type things i yes. hate the first date type conversations this is like oh, can we just like talk about the real stuff right right oh my god <laughs> so funny can i ask you a question because um do you plan when you plan for uh the new year do you plan for the entire year or do you plan for six months or you do plan for first quarter how do you plan i have i think i have an eye an eye out to the year kind of like in a broad brush strokes kind of way right. um but <clears throat> last year is the first time i toyed with this with doing more of 90 day goals. And then I kind of lost yes. the thread as the year went on, honestly, but um, started off with going, no, I'm not going to plan the year. I'm going to, pl- I'm going to do 90 days. And so was midlife uprising the summit part of your plan or it was one of those things that came up during the year? I, I think I had it in my head going into, because in January, yeah. Yeah. I, I okay, had planned it, it before before the new year, I, I mm-hmm. had, it was just a little inkling of a seed at that point. And oh, then, ah. by, and then by yes. May it was done. So that was, you know, yeah. half, half the year almost. Right. Yeah. Almost that's five months of, uh, Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you, and I don't know if, if you would be open to, to sharing it, but with me and with the, audience with the listeners do you have a goal you said that you didn't meet that you're okay with or not okay with yeah yeah so with the so I so for anybody who doesn't know um I'm going to backtrack a little bit I hosted a summit called midlife uprising in May Mm-hmm. for for women um and i brought together a bunch of the people who've been guests on my podcast as speakers for it and all that um and I had different goals set for that summit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping, so So the first goal I had was to, to create community um, mm-hmm. for my speakers to, mm-hmm. to create community for the people that, for them to create community with the people who were there to watch the summit, um, to spread that message and, and create community around that message. That was, that was, that was my main number one. I wanted to grow my email list. Um, and that was successful. I made that goal. 
and then I did want to, I wanted to, to make money and I, and, and at least break even on my expenses. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I quite broke even, but <laughs> I have to go back and look at the money. Terrible with numbers. I don't even remember right now. So I have to go back and look and go, oh, maybe I did break even. It was, it was close. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but, and I, I actually feel pretty good about that because I wasn't yeah. sure anybody was going to sign up for this thing. Oh my I'm goodness. That is one massive achievement that needs a lot of accolades and pats in the yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Yeah. It, it, a lot of people came together and made that happen with mm-hmm. me and, um, you know, 305 people signed up for the thing. And I was like, I was like, are 20 people going to come? I don't know. You know, what is this going to look like? It's like, build the dreams, you build it and they will come. I don't know. (laughs) You know, so, um, so I thought overall, I feel really, and, and, and again, I'll say that probably the biggest thing that I got out of it was the just actually figuring whoa I did that mm, mm. I did, yes I did. absolutely I, I did, did that, that thing yeah you know yeah exactly yeah. yeah yep so there was that sense oh my goodness Lou I'm looking at the clock I know <laughs> <laughs> how long have we been chatting already it's it's always like this folks when we talk it's, it's always like this when I look at the time it's like oh my goodness it is always like this. It's so funny. Well, I have to say that um, I think, you know, what we were talking about a couple of minutes ago is that um, that you and I became friends and, and our friendship became closer this year and you're on the other side of the world in the Philippines, you know. Yeah, I'm back here. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I just, I you know, I just, my word for 2022 was community, mm. that was, you know, um, and, uh, and I feel like, yeah, that, that was accomplished, you know, because yes. coming out of the, coming out of the summit, then I started a, the community midlife uprising and, and I joined a mastermind, which has been tremendously community built a clubhouse like I I like on all fronts I have really I I think I nailed that one this year yeah I I totally agree (laughs) a lot of personal growth because I'm really kind of a bootstrapper do-it-yourself kind of girl like Mm -hmm. don't ask for help and and um just do your thing and it and frankly it's kind of lonely and um and so that's what I wanted to I wanted to outgrow that and I think I still have a lot of outgrowing of that to yeah. do, frankly, but yeah. I'm, I'm learning. But what I love about what you just said and the examples that you give, you gave is, and I'm not just saying this because you're my friend and I'm looking at you through the camera, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, when, when people say, you know, yes to midlife and we get stale or we don't grow as much anymore or, you know, those kinds of stuff and, like you are for me, it, it could, you know, shiny example of that's so not true. We continue to grow. We can, we're not stale. We continue to grow. We grow in new places, new areas. We pick up new skills. We challenge ourselves. 
continuously. And if you get stale in your midlife or you, you stop growing in midlife, it's kind of like a choice, kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you chose not to grow. Yeah, I... this is a massive opportunity we're in the middle mm -hmm. of. If you're mm -hmm. in, if you are listening and you're in midlife, mm -hmm. I, you, you're sitting in the middle of massive opportunity to affect the next twenty to thirty years of your life of by your life. what you're choosing to do today. Exactly. Totally. Totally. I totally agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I know you do. You live it. You live it. You're bold and brave and I try. <laughs> I'm proud of you, my friend. Thank you. I try every day. I try. <laughs> That's all we can do, man. That's all we can do. There's this um uh, there's this song. It's an old uh older song. I think I think it was the 70s, 80s, I think it's John John Farnham or something like that. Anyway, it's a, uh, I don't even remember. Oh, good Lord. See, sometimes you can't remember. I can't remember the title of the song. I will text it to you if you want to add it to the show notes, whatever. But there is a line there that says, we're a voice of a generation. And I know that when he sang it, a lot of the people in their 20s were like, embrace that song because they're the voice of the generation and like to speak up and change the expectations and that kind of stuff but i feel like to some degree us who are midlife now we are also a voice of a generation because we are sort of uh busting some myths and changing some older expectations and and showing maybe a different side to midlife is that isn't necessarily the story before right and I mean I know our parents had a different kind of midlife and so obviously they were responding to the opportunities there were was you know their opportunities right or what the world right. was like when it was yeah. their turn but this is our turn in midlife and so it, in a way that like I said that song of John Farnham we're a voice of a generation. I feel that way. And that's why I feel so um, in, somewhat, I know it's overused, passionate, but also I feel like a sense of responsibility to be out there, to be talking about this. That's why I love what you're doing too. And I love seeing what you're doing on Instagram, for example, because to me, that is what we're supposed to be doing is to showing up, to show up and to show this is an option, guys. This is another side of my life. This is another way of doing it. And, you know, there's various ways of showing up in midlife. I like, I, you, I, I know, you know, I like to say there are no midlife police because there's no one way of doing midlife. So just, you know, whatever, joy, enjoy your midlife. And what you said, what we're doing today is the foundation for the next 10, 20 years. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my rant. <laughs> and I love that it's not just you and me on this, you know, bandwagon yes. and pounding mm -hmm. this drum and or beating this drum that um, it, I really feel like this is a movement that's, yes, that, you absolutely. know, that we are, that people are really, you know, getting loud about this and saying, mm -hmm. no, we need to rethink how we look at aging and how we mm -hmm. look at what it means to be older and stop limiting ourselves stop yeah. limiting other people mm -hmm. you know exactly yeah totally. 
yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, i think that's a perfect uh mindset to approach the year end and to approach a new year right like that i you know that kind of mindset yes let's make some waves man absolutely all right <laughs> lou thank you so much this was awesome this was so much fun <laughs> I always love talking with you. And now you guys are privy to, guys, just so you know, this is how we talk. This is, not even, it's true. this is not even like a talk that was geared for a podcast interview. This is just how we normally talk. So we figured why not share what we talk about? Because we talk about midlife anyway. So our listeners, our people who hang out with us will probably enjoy what we talk about. So there you go. It's an experiment we're going to see. Yeah. <laughs> So where we go and we'll do the next one and we'll do the next one. And exactly. There we go. <laughs> All right, Miss Lou. I love you. I love you too. Happy new year to everybody who's listening and hanging out with us. Happy new year. Happy Have new the year. Best 2023. Do, 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 do. Happy new year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>